2: You know, when you talk about relationships in in the media or in politics, it's interesting how things develop. I mean, I've been here for, I'm coming on to my third year almost, but only a year, you know, it's I think Ray officially retired on December 27th, and even still like the Salvation Army yesterday kicking off the Holiday Store, and 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 in the political season, you realize you I'm slowly, not necessarily so slowly, building relationships that matter, and- you know, I can remember my first conversation with Jeff Kajano, who was running for mayor of Bristol, and it was a good conversation. Seemed like a good guy, and then he goes on and he wins. And then I know I, I know Jeff Kajano. One thing I didn't know is that he would be as accessible as mayor as he was when he wasn't mayor. And I and I and so I welcome you now, uh, Mr. Man. I mean that. Like I mean, you have not like. Listen, it's not like you're mayor of New York and it's not like you're president of the United States, but you are the mayor and it really hasn't, doesn't seem like it's changed you much. Uh,
3: I hope not. I think uh, I wasn't always set out to be the mayor of Bristol. I uh, worked behind the scenes a lot politically and that's why I was very accessible before. I was a, a Republican town chair for years and really was working to help other candidates. But It was a a nice surprise in a way to start a political career, you know, midlife like this. And uh, I I hope it doesn't change me. I think one of the reasons that I did win is that people are looking for leaders that are like them. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm a regular guy in Bristol.
2: Yeah, you know, and, and so when we sat down and we said, you know, we'd like to do something special this holiday and, you know, it was like the first thing that came to mind was Bristol, not only because, you know, like executive producer Joey is from Bristol and we we have, we have connections. But obviously there's the relationship we have with you and then obviously the the horrible tragedy. And we thought, what better thing than try to find some light in the darkness, you know? Yeah. And uh, I mean, give me a, give me your side of the story, like when I gave you a call and pitched this to you. Well,
3: I, I have to thank you so much because in the middle of what we were- I'm not trolling through, for no, compliments. No, 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 but it is, this is true. And, uh, you know, it's heartfelt here just as I have been for the last month or so after the event. You know, we haven't had a night the lights or a tree lighting in a couple of years, part, mostly due to COVID. But even last year, brand newly elected, and it's a whirlwind. Right. Uh, we, we just didn't have a great plan together. And the day you called me was a great day because you offered services and help. And we sat down and had breakfast at Great Parkside Diner. That's right. We'll be there live Um, Tuesday morning. uh, Very good. And uh, it was really helpful to have somebody help get us back on track. And the community hasn't been used to this. I believe the community is going to come out in huge numbers just because of what happened but it's a great opportunity to bring people together for something that's more festive and yeah. and nice. Uh, we'll get to sh- show off Page Park. So we haven't done a tree light- lighting. One of the big reasons we didn't do a tree lighting is our tree that we used to do in got cut down, got right? Cut down. So uh, we brought in a tree. Uh, I want to thank um, Mr. Zisk oh from, my gosh, from Simsbury, uh, Simsbury, uh, with a huge beautiful tree. I did see it yesterday. Uh, yeah, it, is it, made it, it made it there? It's not up yet. Is it I the right? Is it the today. right height? Uh, I think it was a little bigger than they expected. But they want but they work. want it that way, I yes. guess,
2: because you can always cut down a little at the bottom, exactly, yeah. and and make it work. And obviously, we have to give a big big kudos to Andrew Howe, on uh, councilman, as well as Janine Lee here uh, and, and Joey. So the tree's going up. It should
3: it should be start to be decorated today, I believe, uh, and we'll be ready well in time. For, so,
2: what do you have to go out? Just like does does councilman Howe have to go to like? Big lots or the store to get a bunch of light? Or do you already have that stuff?
3: Well, we have a great parks and recreation department. So they uh, are working on it. And they stepped up and said, hey, we'll take care of this. They went and got the tree uh, yesterday, brought it in and uh they'll they'll their staff will do it uh they're trying to get me out there i think at some point too to put a couple of lights on it before sure a uh, we'll little see mayor photo op you, we'll you know we we're,
2: that. we're talking with uh, jeff Kajano, mayor of bristol here on brian and company i i do want to point out that it's it's tuesday at 6 30 and we'll be there and we'll have candy canes and hot chocolate and i think there's going to be caroling somebody's yep. going to be singing and they'll be the words will be there and in and print and copies so you can sing along and 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 every town's about it i mean listen Mr. Zesky from Simsbury. It's not just Bristol folks, and and obviously, I believe is it is it Katie who's doing yes. the lighting?
3: So the Hamsey family, I'll I'll call it. So both Katie, who is Alex's um, wife, as well as Donna, who is Alex's sister. And the Hamseys are a very Bristol oriented town. So we decided to ask the Hamsey family to do the official Tree lighting,
2: right. Um, whereas DeMonte family is in North Haven,
3: exactly this this weekend uh, on Sunday. So so kind of a nice way to make sure that both families were recognized and celebrated this year. And uh, Alex went to school right across the street at Eastern High School from Page Park, so it's it's really close to home and a, a nice way to to honor him.
2: Well, we're going to you know, and again, if if people don't know, obviously in in mid October. Um, you know, Lieutenant Dustin DeMonte and Sergeant Alex Hamsey were gunned down uh, in in an apparent ambush. And Officer Alec Ayurado, which we'll talk about him as well, uh, was shot as well, but survived. And uh, Katie, uh, the widow of Alex Hamsey, will be flipping the light um, for this tree lighting. And how has it been, you know, and, and just talking with some people, I know you are the one who talks to the families, right? And I mean, we only have a minute or two here and we'll get more into but I mean, this is the kind of loss, you can't say how are they doing, but uh, what, I mean, what, what are the conversations, I mean, that you can share with us, obviously, I don't want to get too personal, but I, I mean, I don't even know what to ask, like, how are they doing?
3: Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a great question and there's no direct answer to this because I'm sure there's days are okay and days that they're not. Uh, and just to clear, clarify a little bit, I do have connection with them. But we really have done a great job with our police department. We actually have a lieutenant who is directly assigned to them to spend lots of time and be there. And they are a close knit kind of group. Uh, you know, it's a militaristic type of right. organization. They're a brotherhood, a sisterhood. Our Bristol Police Department is Bristol Strong and they've come together and, and they're all reaching out to help everybody. So the, the two families that are directly affected are doing as good as could be expected at this point and, you know, moving forward. The key for them is to stay busy and get back into normalcy.
2: And we'll talk a little bit. I know you can't talk too much about the case. I want to talk about Mr. Ayurado, Officer Ayurado, because he's, you know, obviously recovering from his injuries. I have questions about the GoFundMe and how that stuff works. And, you know, we also want to talk more about the event on Tuesday. And I might even, you know, ask you a little bit later, a non— you know, I want to ask about the four year term debate because I right. had a very interesting conversation with Luke Bronin, the mayor of Hartford, about it. And yeah. I want to share that with you. So we're here I with Mayor that. Jeff Caggiano. And if you have any questions for the mayor, you know where to find me on Twitter or your brian.shackman at odyssey.com. Uh, we're here with Bristol Mayor Jeff Kajano, Of course, Tuesday night, uh, the event has, it's so big, it's got a name, right? It's, yeah. uh, it's a night with lights at Page Park. We actually pitched a bunch of, like, we went back and forth. Naming and branding is, you know, it's, it's kind of a fun game, but it's also like people make a living out of it. But we're very excited to be there at Page Park at 6.30 p.m. on Tuesday. We encourage people to come down and say hello. I'll be there, and there'll be caroling, and there'll be a tree lighting, and hopefully it'll just feel good. And I think that's a lot of what people want to do is feel good about the tragedy that happened on October 12th, I believe is the date, yep. in Bristol. And I, I want to start off with Mr. Ayurado. I mean, he got... I don't even know all the details and what can be shared about it, but uh, how badly was he hurt?
3: Well, uh, you know, I won't talk too specific about uh, actual injuries, but every time I do get a chance to, to see Alec, I learn more um, that this certainly wasn't a minor flesh But he's not back playing. at work or anything. He's not back it? at work. And not all of our police officers are back at work. Even some of those that arrived on the scene after really? uh, are struggling with this terrible tragedy, which is understandable. As I said, this is a brotherhood. So, you know, Alec physically, um, if you see him and talk to him, he, he looks good. Every, and everybody saw him at the funeral that he yeah. walked out shortly after that and was able to to kind of muscle through this, he is a true warrior and a, a very, very private, um, strong individual. So physically, uh, you know, he's going to recover and he's going to be fine. Um, I get a sense, and I'm certainly not, uh, you know, a mental uh, health expert, but he seems to be doing very well mentally as well, and I think he's ready to get back to work. It's going to take some time, but um, I, I hope to see him back on the force relatively soon.
2: Now, I have some questions for you, yep. and if you can't answer them or don't want to, just don't, right? Okay. But I'm going to ask them. Uh, in terms of the—Nicholas the, the Butcher is dead, but his brother Nathan is not dead. Yep. And the nature of this event, it, I can't imagine that the brother who's alive— Didn't at least know. And so I don't, I mean, he's not, is he under surveillance? He's not under arrest, obviously. Like, I don't really understand, you you know, is he, he can walk freely as, as he'd like. I mean, is he a suspect? I don't know anything that really, but logic, if you just read the story, you're like, he has to know something.
3: Yeah. It's a a tough question, uh, and I have to be honest here. I can't answer it directly because the ongoing investigation is taken over by the state now, the Office of... So the state has it. So
2: you're not not even involved. I'm not. You're not not briefed. I'm not
3: briefed. Uh, I'll learn when the general public learns if there are any other advancements in the case. And the only thing I can go back to... to, Maybe and put a silver lining on what has happened and the fact that this all goes to the Office of Investigator General. Remember, 96 hours after the event, they had to release body cam to show whether the officer-involved shooting was justified or not. And we have that video of Alec, who we talked about, who is the herald, that was the easiest— um, justified shooting that they probably have or will ever have. So that's as far as we've gotten. And, um, I, you know, I get the question a lot. I appreciate the question. It's just we have to wait until. Uh, How long we, do you it.
2: ever get any guidance about?
3: You know, I mean, they, they vary. Uh, the complexity of the case could uh, make it longer or shorter. And, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful that in the next month or two that we hear something else. Uh, but, you know, I don't have anything. But this guy's not on. a
2: flight risk or anything like that. Like, it just seems that he's just, I mean, he got, he got shot too, but and anyway, you can't answer it. it. It just, it strikes me as like, I mean, I'm sure they've questioned him and so on and so forth, but uh, you know, I think a lot of people, I'm not even directly related to it, but you want some, some closure to the yeah. narrative, you know? Yeah. I mean, if it, if it sounds like what everyone kind of thinks it is, it's just, it's awful. And, and we're having enough trouble, you know, Getting officers in our cities and towns to, to begin with. So, uh, yeah.
3: by the way, if you don't mind if I interject, yeah, please. Too, we are working really hard to replenish our forces in Bristol. When you lose two of your very best officers um, immediately off uh, patrolling, and as I told you, not every police officer, even if they weren't directly at the scene, but many that showed up to the scene are are struggling. So we are lower than we'd like to be. We're so you're hiring. Emergency. You're, we you're are hiring. Hiring. Yes, and we are mostly looking for. Certified officers, and we've taken a bold step, and we are offering an incentive.
2: So you po- you're poaching from other towns,
3: we, uh, which I hate to say. And yeah, do, yeah, but it's fine. But I I'm mean, sure other mayors, uh, if they were in the same situation, would understand. And and really, we have I've had many. Uh, I'd say more than half of the mayors or first selectmen from the towns around the state have offered assistance. And you know, there's a struggle all over yes. the state for police officers. If anything good comes out of this, I think we have reshaped. People's thought process on police officers. There's always potential for a bad well, apple. Yeah, we gotta pay them more. I mean, we, we, we gotta pay them. We gotta respect them. But that—that's the thing that the yeah. regular citizen, sh- citizenry, excuse me, has, um, I think, understood a little bit more. We—we we can't paint them all in a bad light. And they—the job that they do on a day-to-day basis is just unbelievable.
2: Well, we had uh, a Lieutenant Ryan Shea from Manchester PD, and he was so good on Thanksgiving for the Manchester Road Race, just talking about. The mentality of community policing and how, you know, both sides, I mean, they struggle, you know, because what's it's the same with teachers. Like, what's the incentive? People are mean to you, and you don't get paid enough, and you could die any day. I mean, like, the risk-reward part of it is, is not there for many people. But let me ask you quickly. Yeah. So if you get a certified officer, that person doesn't have to go to the academy. Correct. So
3: we need people on the street today. So we're looking right. for certified. We are We are actually, I just, uh, I was at the swearing-in ceremony of another new officer who's going to go off to the academy. I think today was his first day. So we'll fill those ranks, but we do have a short-term immediate.
2: I'm link. ignorant. Like yeah. Not each city has their own academy, or they do. There's no. a general no, police are, academy there at are the general
3: state. general uh, state-run academy. Uh, there's an academy through New Britain for us locally. So we have two different places we can send officers to get trained. But it takes about a year for an officer to get sworn in, as we did yesterday, to then be ready to go out and do patrols.
2: Now, do you grandfather them for pensions and so on? Like, how does that work? Because obviously with, like, officers, one of the huge incentives is you get a pension and a pretty good one relative to what everybody else gets in this world.
3: And that's not the case in every town, to be fair. So uh, Bristol is a very unique town. We are the only in the state, the only fully funded pension plan. So people coming to Bristol will start their own uh, pension we can't really do much with the previous pension they had but we're looking to match their salaries to match vacation sick time and if they come with us and they're here a year later we're going to give them a $10,000 sign-on bonus
2: and are people are you getting attention are people cuz i would imagine that you know there's some pull pull the heartstring too that people yeah. might want to be involved in and clearly you know the one thing that has come out of it it's obvious that the the words about being a unit and being close yeah. they're not fake it's not you know you can tell no.
3: The connection in Bristol is strong, but it's such a great uh, term that we kind of stole from Boston, obviously. But, you know, Bristol strong. The whole um, first responder mentality is uh, when there's danger, they run to it. And we have had lots of response. People want to become a Bristol police officer, and, and there's a small segment of the population that, that – Runs to this type of stuff, which is great, and they're great guys.
2: Are they? Are we gonna? I mean, obviously, you'll have some sort of detail on Tuesday. Will there be some? Some of the officers will be not the officers necessarily involved, but there'll be some. Some officer, there officers. There definitely
3: will be a pretty good turnout with this group, I'm sure, because they have been showing up to event after event uh, to support each other and. They're out and about. And even the officers that are on duty will be able to patrol and come around at that point, too. So we'll see police officers.
2: So we'll talk a little bit more on Tuesday. I I have um, some just curious questions about the whole concept of whether it's the police-supported fundraiser or GoFundMe and how that works and who executes it and all that stuff. And we'll talk a little politics as well. We're here with Mayor Jeff Kajano. And, again, a night with lights at Page Park, 6.30 p.m. on Tuesday. Uh, WTIC will have a large presence there. I'll sort of be emceeing things a bit, and I mean, you'll address folks, right? I mean, I imagine you'll talk.
3: I'll probably say a few words. That's my my that's, goal. Always a few words. People don't want to hear too much from no, me. No, I,
2: I like I don't hear you on that for you, but in general, I try to. I, I think short and sweet is the best way to go, um, and obviously, maybe you know, we'll try to have some fun as well. I mean, that's what the whole point of it is to to enjoy. We want to honor, of course, what what happened, but we also want to enjoy. So bring your kids. You know, bring bring your families down. It's it's going to be a safe and fun situation. And, again, hot chocolate and candy canes and some songs. It's and exact- Santa
3: Claus for the kids as well. Yeah, I didn't know there was
2: a Santa Claus union. Did you know that? <laughs> I did There's not. There's a Santa Claus there. union, yeah. and you got to make sure. I mean, you can go outside the union, but then you, who knows what kind of Santa Claus you're going to get and who knows what kind of grief you're going to get too. But uh, we, we are – uh, I think within the confines of the union for that, it's really funny. But uh, we're going to take a quick break here. We were just talking with Mayor Kajano. I mean, the weather, I think weather is still so important from like a radio and even a television perspective because people still want to hear the story of what's going to happen.
3: Exactly. Yeah. I mean, the app tells you clearly, is it raining right now? I just don't
2: believe the app. I just, for some reason, I just don't, I don't know. I don't
3: really trust the weatherman, to be fair, though, too, right? Oh, don't tell Bob Cox that. He'll come and and egg your house. And Bob's uh, forecast for Tuesday isn't the best right now. It's not. He needs to change No, in
2: fact, I've been sort of um, not mentioning it because I just want to wait for it to change. But if you go out, you know, four days, there's changeability there. Things can...
3: And and we have plans too, so it's a page park pool. So there's a cover. Um, we'll we'll be fine no matter what happens. Yeah, I'm, I'm open for little snow flurries. That would that be would be nice. awesome.
2: And 6:30 p.m. a night with lights at Page Park. We're doing a tree lighting, and it's going to be emotional and fun and enjoyable. WTIC will be there. Um, Katie Hamsey will do the lighting, and with her sister. And and they're not. And again, people. A lot of people want to talk to them. Like, the, I think out of respect. Nobody should try to talk to them at all. Just, I mean, they wouldn't come. They don't want to talk. And I, I mean, why would they want? I mean, yeah, they, no, I mean it's, let, it's them, let them be. Uh, I have a couple of questions here before I let you go. We only have a couple of minutes. One is, you know, whether it's the Heroes Fund or I think there's a first responder and there's GoFundMe, I mean, there's been hundreds of thousands of dollars raised mm-hmm. for these families. How do you make sure they get it? How does it work? I don't even know. Like, Are they taxed on it? Like, I've always been fascinated in an intellectual way. I mean, I want them to have everything they they can get. I'm just curious how it works.
3: It's chaotic. I will start off with that, too. Because there's like a uh,
2: bunch of little tributary ones, too.
3: Now, the good news is uh, the day after the event, we had the Bristol Police Union set up the Bristol Police Heroes Fund. And the intent of that fund was to help any officer affected right. by the tragedy. Clearly, the Hamsey and DeMonte family are most affected, and that's where most people are, have the outpouring that they wanted to donate money. But we needed a kind of a local bank to be able to accept the money. We needed to make sure that any of these other fundraisers, and literally I can't keep up with them, when they get money, what do they do with it? Right. How do they that's get That's what I'm it? curious you know, about. I, mean, we've had, I had a great story of uh, at Alex's um, Wake in Plymouth, a guy walks in and says, where's the donation mask? He said, well, we don't really have one. But he put a dollar bill, probably the last dollar this guy had, underneath the envelopes uh, and, the, and the, the cards for the family. And so what do you do with that? So that Bel- Bristol Police Heroes Fund is a local fund set up through the police union who will then go ahead and give that money back to the families. Uh, both the families, and i got to be clear about this, of the Hamsey-Demonte family. Maybe Ayorado might need some help, and there's six or seven other officers that are out of work right now. Hopefully, they'll get back. They're covered by a workers' comp right now. But long-term, they might put a little bit aside for others, and then this money is going to go to the families. Uh, I but, did get an update. That's about a, almost – I think they're approaching 750000 Yeah, I saw it this morning in that, that Heroes yeah. Fund. Yeah, and then there's the Fund the First – which is set up by the Bristol Police Benevolent Association. And that fund is very clearly Officer DeMonte and Hamsey. They will split all of that money to those two families in particular. And it's also run by Connor Hogan, who's a a local police, and they have their own little board. So the police themselves are taking all this money and funneling it okay. to the
2: family. And there was a bunch of like seventeen and $18,000 ones I saw on GoFundMe. And, you know, obviously with the DeMontes, with two children and another one expected in the spring, I mean, are they going to get a check for a couple hundred thousand dollars is what I want to uh, know. I,
3: I can't imagine. Well, so I can only talk about those two funds. These other GoFundMe things like that, I would just caution people, make sure that it's going to go to the Bristol Police Heroes right. Fund or fund the first from there. Because a lot of people are doing this, and and those checks are coming. I, I don't think there's much nefarious, which is why we set up funds right away, yep. so that we didn't have copycat funds. But what I can tell you is there's 1.5 million dollars, pretty much through the two funds that we know that are kind of the sanctioned funds, and 90 plus percent of that is going to go to the two families, so they're going to see you know sizable checks. Uh, I could also talk from the city's standpoint. We have done everything we possibly can. So, you know, you have union contracts and you have uh, retirement packages and pensions. But uh, those families will have pension, workman comp, money. Uh, they got a, a, a payout for that. I am fairly confident that yeah. money is not going to be an issue for those families. It doesn't fix anything. Of course. And I, I
2: mean, I and I don't want to transition I just was curious how I want to make sure they get the money and Agreed. they it, it eases their life moving forward from just a straight you know paying for college or or, or what have you so and if people listening they can still donate. I mean, to me, like the number can't be big enough. So right. if they go to, it's Bristol's Heroes Fund? Is that is that? Um,
3: yep. I, the one I actually recommend that's a little bit easier for people, I think, is Fund the First. Fund the First. A- and then you go there and you'll see the Bristol Police one. That one is approaching $800,000, you know, easily. That was set up uh, a, a little bit later, but it's one that funnels the money a little bit easier. So Fund the First is, uh, is my recommendation for people. Uh, and again, my goal was their goal now too. Is they started out at four hundred thousand, they moved to five hundred. I really think we can get to a million dollars in that fund, and then I feel good knowing that the two most directly impacted families are going to get a half a million dollar check right. that, that can be invested. It's
2: it's right on the. You can find it on fundthefirst.com. It's right on the page. It says Bristol Police Line of Duty Desk has their names. It's at seven hundred eighty-four thousand, almost seven hundred eighty-five, uh, with almost four thousand donors. And uh, of a goal of of a million dollars, so I mean, it would be great if we could get them there just just for that. Uh, before right. we let you go, Mr. Mayor, we're talking with Jeff Kajano, of course, um, a night with lights in the, at Page Park on Tuesday at six thirty. We'll all be there. The mayor will be there. Uh, the families will be there, and we'll have carols and candy canes and hot chocolate and a whole bunch of stuff. So we want you to join us, even if you're not from Bristol. Come say hello. I really is, we're, and we'll be live at. Um, Parkside Cafe in the morning as well. We'll be talking about it quite a bit. But before I go, I when I was talking with Mayor Brown, we only have like thirty seconds. Yep. Mayor Brown in Hartford because he's not running for a third term. I thought of you because you have a two-year term, and I, I do think. And he he made a specific. It's funny you glommed onto one part of what he yeah. said. If he could do two years, he'd do two more, maybe. But I glommed onto the other part. Of what he said is that if I had a four, I, I had four-year terms, which gave me a chance to do the work I wanted to do. Yeah. And I, I I think it's hard for you because you're pushing for a four-year term. It seems self-serving, but I I really don't look it that way. I mean, I think every mayor should have a four-year term.
3: I, I think most people that are involved agree with that. I think the voters spoke, and I'm proud that the information got out. We have 17,000 people that answered the, the know, ballot but They didn't give, they you, the right, they didn't they, give you the they right don't answer. Don't they don't trust. Now, and one person put it to me this way, if I can get it in real quick, yeah. is that, hey, if you have a bad mayor, there's no recourse, right? You're going you're gonna to live with them for four years. If you have a good mayor, let's hope I'm that good mayor, you just re-elect them. Or her. That's and. true.
2: I just don't want you think if you're my mayor, I don't want you thinking about re-election the second you get elected- I want you to be able to focus. And maybe there's some long-term plans that need to be done and Agreed. take some short-term pain. And that, that's my issue is that you don't get to long-term plan enough. But yeah. maybe, you know, you can win by a big enough margin where there's a mandate. Uh, Jeff, I look forward to seeing you on Tuesday. Yep. Thanks for coming in. I know uh, you got a busy day ahead you. I you. owe you breakfast at, uh, oh, no. on Tuesday, well, which is I mean, great. I, I wouldn't say no, but I don't <laughs> think you have to. He had Food Truck Tommy. Yeah, and you, yeah thumbs up or thumbs down. Oh, thumbs up. Yeah. And he's
3: a great guy, so I never got to meet. He's the best. He was double hatting
2: yeah, it today, too.